0: Are the Minnesota Lynx doomed? No. Locked on women's basketball starts now.
1: You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Well, hi there, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. Thank you for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm your host, Howard Meddahl, also founder and editor of The Next. Make sure you are following everyone you see here every day at thenexthoops.com, at thenexthoops. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, the show, at Locked on WBB. We give you 365 access. And that's what you're going to get today. Lucas Seehofer and I hopped on a call with Cheryl Reeve, head coach, general manager of the Minnesota Lynx. Look, it's not been a great start in Minnesota, right? I'm just going to go through it. I'll give you 0-4 is the record. Defensive rating of 100.8. Offensive rating, 90.9. I mean, just, just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting word that that was last year's start. Not this year's start. This year, they're 0-2. Going up against the Indiana Fever Tuesday night. But some key players are not here yet. Some other key players... We're not there last year. They got Cheryl Reeve to figure it out, right? I just there are going to be people who want to rush to conclusions, whether that's the WNBA or Life. And I just don't understand why it happens with teams that have track records of success. When the person I would argue has a very strong case for the best coach in the history of the WNBA, who was also one executive of the year, has the opportunity to figure it out. The Minnesota Lynx are still waiting on Demiris Dantas to come back from injury. Taylor McBride to come from overseas. Taylor McBride, by the way was as good as advertised in her first year with the Minnesota Lynx. Minnesota Lynx began 0-4. They ended the season 22-10. and How oh, There's panic. Two games in. I, I, I don't get it. Sylvia Fowles had six win shares last year. She's been below her customary production through two games. Been a long way to go. You got to feed, Sill, And so they have to figure out ways to do that. Taylor McBride was second on this team in win shares last year. Nafisa Collier was third. Fee hopes to play this year. She's pregnant. Congratulations, obviously. Mazeltov to Fee. And then she plans to return. I'm certainly not putting anything past Nafisa Collier to not just come back, but come back at the level she was. That's a lot of key pieces before you even get into the Minnesota Lynch figuring out point guard. So, you know, we'll get into it. And, you know, Lucas had some really interesting questions for Cheryl. I talked to her as well. But the Minnesota Lynx have been the rock, the Liberty, uh, the WNBA, yes, Liberty could only wish, given some of their history, were built on. They have not won fewer than 18 games in any season since 2011, except 2020 where it was a shortened season and they went 14 and eight. They made to the playoffs every year. Every year. That may not seem like a big deal in a league of 12 where eight made to the playoffs, but look around. Show me some other teams that keep doing that. Show me some other teams with a playoff streak dating back to 2011. This team... You know, we'll see. They might not figure it out. At some point, dynasties come to an end, right? At some point, I just feel like I went through this with the college basketball season. Oh, UConn is dead and ruined and certainly will never be able to figure out the point guard position and their offense cannot possibly function. I have this distant memory of a few weeks ago of covering UConn in the final four in the national championship game. Maybe Minnesota won't figure it out. This is a tough league. If they struggle against Indiana tonight, maybe we're starting to have a different conversation. Indiana, some really interesting and good early signs, by the way. Destiny Henderson is going to be a real find for them. You've got to love how effectively Queen Egbo has been able to perform at both ends. Melissa Smith is as advertised. I continue Then Emily Ensler is going to be the most important player that they got in this draft. So we'll see. Going to be a tough one tonight. They're all tough. Indiana and Atlanta are not walkovers, even though I don't expect either of them to make the playoffs. But the Minnesota Lynx have the best center in the history of the league. On their team, they have Jessica Shepard, a 25-year-old, finally healthy, finally able to show the full measure of what she's able to do. And I love, love the shape of Shepard's game. By the way, she's shooting 42% from three, 42.9, so essentially 43. I've been telling you, those who have been following for a long time, no, I've been talking about Jessica Shepard since she was a freshman at Nebraska. So this is a very difficult moment. I get that for the Minnesota Lynx. There are people who are looking to bury them in the same way that there are people willing to say, and I feel stronger about this, that the Las Vegas Aces are going to win a title for sure on the strength of being two and zero. There's a lot to like about what the Aces have done so far. We'll see. LA's two and zero. Minnesota's 0 2. Who are you taking to have a better record at the end of the year? Hmm? There are 36 names in this one. 36. So we'll get you over to Cheryl in a sec. But first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year in WNBA odds. Major League Baseball, the fights, the NBA, you name it. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wager in NFL. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now, here's Cheryl.
2: Thinking? Yes. I guess what's your reaction? To the game well, I mean, in
3: general. You know, clearly we, you know, we aren't playing well. That, that can that be an understatement, maybe? Um, we've got some players that are better players than than what we've seen. And so your only choice is to is as coaches, you know, find a way to help. And so what I'm thinking is we got to go watch video. We got to go, okay, what can we give them that that can help them and stick with it, right? it's you know, 36 game season. Um, probably a little rougher than what we thought it would be uh, offensively. So, we got to figure it out.
0: And uh we're still
2: struggling with something she could hit in the face. Yeah,
3: early in the game. Um I don't I don't think that I don't think that I mean, while it hurt her, I don't, I don't think that impacted um, the game for her.
2: You, you basically went with a lineup with four reserves and Jess in the fourth quarter yeah. and got some ball movement, some Reversal of the ball yeah. you got some things going you got with an eight with I think 146 left. Yeah, and Achanwa got hurt um, Did you consider putting Sill back in for a final push or what was your thinking?
3: Not at all because um, we fouled if I'm not if I'm mistaken We fouled the three baller um, And so eight eight eight, but not, you know, not with the ball type of thing um, and it, it just um, You know chasing a game like that isn't fair to Sill um, that, that group that play with some energy and some life, um, same thing we saw in the preseason game, you know, it's reserves that are doing it. And, uh, yeah, we gotta, you know, we gotta look at everything right now.
4: Coach, you mentioned kind of, you know, going, watching film and, um, that it's still early in the season and whatnot, but mm-hmm. when you're going to look at that film, yeah, what goes into the decision between, okay, we need to make, you know, this change or, you know, h- how much is it is just sticking with the plan and just yeah. kind of writing it out and how much of it is like making changes? Or- yeah, it's
3: mm-hmm. a good question. You know, cause it, like you said, but I, you know, as, as we share with them, I sure would like for them to try to do what they're being asked to do before we go and change anything. Cause it's hard to know. Um, and they're just, you know, right now they're, you know, when we're together and we're practicing and we're prepping, and they're they're saying you know all the right things and frankly doing all the right things uh, and then we get into the game and it's not happening and um you know just basics some really basic things and you know i, I just want to make sure that we are um playing um with a pace and with a passion you know, that we're seeing that's only part of the game and it's hard to win in this league And it's really hard if you don't bring that level of energy and intensity that it takes to win possessions. I'm not talking about win the game, just win possessions. And we talk about this ad nauseum. And I don't know if it's like, if they think that they're sprinting the floor and we don't sprint either direction. It's not like we go one direction and not the other. We don't either direction. Um, And it's so, you know, you just keep showing video keep asking them to, you know, to do the things that, you know, that takes to be successful. Um, and whether, you know, whether the, the challenges, um, I don't think any of us thought that the beginning of the season was was going to be easy in any stretch, but, um, you know, like this, this is, we got to make sure that, um, you know, when you hit difficult times, we don't want to be a team that falls apart and starts blaming and, and that sort of thing, because that can happen really quickly. And and the chemistry is really false when that happens. So the chemistry has got to be real. And I think it is. Um, I, I like the way um, internally, it doesn't feel very good. You know, your home opener, haven't seen our fans in a while. It doesn't feel very good. And so I know how they're, they're feeling. And, and so I think in terms of um, how they handled that and staying together, what they were saying in timeouts, that sort of thing. That's a good, we're in a good place. Um, at some point it's got to turn.
4: And my next question was going to be about that chemistry that you alluded to, you know, yep. Sims was here before, but the team is different than when she was here yeah. the first time. And um, Angel, obviously her first game and over a year with a new team, mm-hmm. um, Milich coming over from Europe. Do you think, um, you know, maybe some of the struggles are still the players getting used to kind of how everybody yeah. plays and kind of. How yeah, they and I mean, there's team.
3: no question about it. You know, add Von Turner to that, you know, no question about it. Um, and that's, you know, that's not the, you know, where we say that's the reason, you know, I, I don't like the excuse thing at all. I mean, I think that, you know, does it pose challenges when you're playing against a Seattle team or a Washington team that, you know, has, has a little more um, rooted in their system and, and the people that are doing it, um, you know, and we have to look at how we can, we can simplify and, and find some success, like I said, help them and, and, you know, still is getting a lot of attention and you know we're still trying to throw it into her type of thing and and we just have to learn how to play uh and you know behind sill like it doesn't have to go into sill like that every time it makes it really hard for her um we can use sill and and her ability to attract attention is a bonus for other players and um you know obviously our front line was pretty good i mean jess and, and jess and sill um were pretty good you know jess has been a bright spot for us early early in the season here
1: um, first and foremost, do you have do you have an update on on Natalie and what happened to her there at the end of the game? I didn't
3: even, I didn't see it. I don't know what happened. I don't know.
1: Um, and then what what did you see from Angel in, in her first you know live regular season action? Uh, Same tonight. thing you saw. And then last one for me, um, you know, what did you like and what didn't you like about the guard play, and and how would you kind of compare and contrast the first half and the second yeah. half?
3: Yeah, I I don't you know, it depends on who you count as guards. Um, Do you want to say perimeter? Perimeter, I think that we're still not quite understanding what our gifts are and how to use them. Um, Inefficient shots, hard shots, you know, Odyssey's, you know, a player that through her career gets into the paint and um, she's trying to do difficult things right now. That leads to a great deal of inefficiency. And how do you get in there and not take a bad shot and maybe use that much the way Washington did, but you collapse the defense because we're open on the perimeter. We're open on the perimeter, They're not guarding us on the perimeter. And that's also some of the challenges, right? You know, we've got, we got to have shot makers, you know, when Von Turner's like, you know, your, your three-point shot taker, that's not, not great for us. Um, no offense to Vonnie, but that's not how she's made her living. So um, I, I think our guard plays you know, we have some ball stopping with guard play. We have inefficient reads, you know, in terms of what shot or pass. And that's where I said, we just got to I mean, watched a ton of video from the, from the Seattle game going into this game. And obviously games are different. Teams are different. Um, by then we got rocked where Washington was a well-oiled machine playing with great pace. And so, um, not getting our stops. We got more stops, obviously, later in the game, which you know gives you some momentum. But um, you know, we, we've got you know we've got a team that runs through their stuff hard, and we don't exactly run through our stuff hard. Um, you know, it's that go through the motion thing. Okay, here's the play, and this is where I'm supposed to go, and there isn't a level of you know setting it up, uh, sprinting hard somewhere. If I'm coming off a ball screen, how I come off the ball screen. So it's, you know, if my job was to roll, if my job was to fill behind, my job was to pay, you know, make one more, just the, the level of passion that we're, that we're doing it. It's not consistent enough to be able to win possessions.
1: And then um, we, we saw Sill start to get the ball a little further away from the basket in the second half.
3: Is that something that you look to do just with the struggles of getting the ball no, into a deep? No, it was just Sill. So it was, I think, maybe trying to create maybe some lanes for them to to get to the basket. But that wasn't anything by design that we we were getting to in timeouts or anything.
5: All right, we have one on the Zoom. Howard, go ahead.
0: Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Summer is coming. It's a beautiful day in New Jersey, finally. And I'm going to be driving up tonight to go be the master of ceremonies for Bard Athletics, my alma mater. How do you think I'm going to get there? I don't mean my car. I don't mean my gas. What's going to be the energy that gets me there and gets me through talking about these incredible athletes all night? Oh yeah, it's a built bar. The built bar puffs. <laughs> we had banana cream pie come on Saturday. It's Tuesday. We don't have any banana cream pie in left in the house. We're going to have to get some more. Built Bar has 100% real chocolate. None of that phony chocolate, that faux chocolate, that pretend chocolate. Four grams net carbs, 17 grams of protein, about 130 calories. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your order. I built.com and tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. Now, back to my conversation with Cheryl Reeve talking about Jessica Shepard and figuring out the point guard position. Hey, Cheryl, thanks for the time. Uh, you know, obviously, there's been a lot of conversation preseason through the first two games about point guard, uh, but you look at something like uh, Jess coming up with four assists. You know, this is a team that last year Fee was second on the team in assists, and has made use of a lot of, you know, let's say non-traditional, non-point guard playmakers. And I just, I just wonder whether there is a path, whether you think there is a path, especially given the personnel on this team, uh, to a more efficient offense, as you talked about, uh, going that route. You know, essentially uh, with everyone throwing in.
3: You're talking about using
0: Jess. Not just Jess, but just in general, you you know, your wins and, you know, uh, using two through four to be able to uh, facilitate the offense, not just not just your traditional ones.
3: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's sort of it's it's not intentional that we wouldn't use um, two and three, um, you know, to, to pass. If you look at who we have out there, I mean, so to start the game, um, you know, AP is. You know, probably passing isn't her first thing. Um, Angel is a good passer. I thought recognized. You know who needs to have the ball. Uh, I thought she made some some good passes. So it's not necessarily by design. A matter of fact, I mean, you know, we have, you know, we have wing players, wing actions that we you know, we come off of screens that still sets and and to make the read to be able to throw it in. So it's not by design that we're we're trying not to use those guys. Um, so I don't know if that answers or not, but. Um, you know, we kind of, and and we put a premium on passing, believe it or not, when we were making choices of, um, you know, who's on this team. And, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's a huge problem as it is, is just putting the ball in the hole at those two positions, you know, um, when you don't have a clear big three, life is really hard. Life is really hard. And we, as we know, we have, we have Sill uh ap is supposed to be a part of a big three and so if she's part of the big three which i don't think we have i think we have a two we have two players It's supposed to be ap and Sill, and Sill's getting it done but we're not getting any help we're mm-hmm. not getting any help and and uh ap's just got to stick with it and and she's gotta she's gotta learn what she can and can't do and, and it's the difficult stuff that we're just trying to avoid avoid doing
0: appreciate it thank you
3: you're welcome All
2: right, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Yep. So first off, how is your nose? (laughs) Looks like you got took a hit there early Uh, in the game. And then second of all, how do you kind of assess this game which is so different from the first half into the second?
5: Um, The nose is fine. Uh, The as far as the assessment, um, I think we need to have a sense of urgency from the start. Um, it's, It's hard coming back from a team like Washington that's constantly moving, that can shoot. And um, we we didn't show up today. And that's kind of depressing, uh, thinking about all the things that we've been working on. And um, we, we got to get better. Uh, I think the most important part is making sure we stay together as a team, make sure we treat each other right, of course, but also work on the things that we've been lacking these last two games. And that's our defense, as well as our offense.
4: So uh, when you're, you know, obviously these first two games haven't exactly gone uh, as you would like, or mm-hmm. anybody on the team would have liked, but when you're going in and, and watching film and kind of assessing how things have gone wrong over the first two games, mm-hmm. how do you kind of, you know, whether it's looking at yourself or maybe looking at some of the, your teammates that play similar positions, mm-hmm. say like, okay, you know, we have to make these changes or how much of it is, Hey, we did the right thing. The basket just didn't drop. Well, you know, hate the result, but live with the process.
5: Um, I think it's a combination of both. Um, I think we do really good things in spurts, uh, but when we do bad things, it's really bad and everybody takes turns doing those bad things. And so I think the most important part is just locking in. Um, I think our attention to detail these last two games has been minimum at best. Um, So locking in and paying attention to details. And um, when I do watch film, I think about how can I be better for my teammates? Uh, tonight i wasn't there defensively offensively we knew what washington was going to do they was going to crowd the paint that's that's typical uh, but me being better for my teammates how can i be better for my teammates is what i'm worried about going into game 3
1: so obviously you don't want to be in a, this position getting in a hole kind of at the start of the season mm-hmm. here but but you also were last season mm-hmm. and last season we saw a you know, pretty epic climb that you guys had mm-hmm. out, out of that hole um, just you know what what can you take away from last season or lean on from last season um, now finding yourself in a familiar spot here?
5: Uh, we definitely want, don't want to go down that road of <laughs> last year. Uh, we just had to talk in the locker room, Rachel and I, and um, just trying to figure out what works and, and and be really good at what works and what don't work. Uh, how can we be better for each other and making sure we're covering for each other and helping each other out? Um, I don't want to get to game three and we still having this conversation about things that we didn't do in the first two games. So hopefully we can watch some film, of course, and really lock in. Of what we have to take care of.
1: Um, and I noticed in the second half, you know, you started to come out a little bit more on the perimeter to receive mm-hmm. the ball. You mentioned trying to help your teammates a little mm-hmm. bit or struggling to get the ball into you, you know, deep in the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was was that something that you did on your own volition? And is that something that, that maybe we can see more of if nights like tonight happen again? Um,
5: sure, give me the freedom of movement. Uh, but like I said, I just try to do what's best for the team. I mean, if they want to sit down there and crawl the paint, then I might as well set some ball screens or you know, receive the ball and let them come off and go downhill. Uh, But I don't think that's some place I want to live. But if it's going to help my teammates out for the moment, then I'm I'm willing to do that.
2: So how do you keep everybody together and connected and positive at a time like this?
5: Um, Just making sure we do small talk. Hey, are you all right? What can you do better? What can I do better for you type thing? Um, But everybody seems like they're good. I don't think we have anybody that's going to stray away from the crowd. Um, But just making sure we're constantly talking to each other and uh, checking in on each other, I think, is the biggest thing. Make sure nobody gets sidetracked of what we're trying to achieve this year.
2: When this team starts playing well, what do you think that's going to look like?
5: Um, It's going to be kind of scary. I think we have really good shooters that's been non-existent these last two games. And I got all the hope in the world for them that they're going to have really good games coming up. Uh, But we just got to keep that faith alive, making sure we keep talking to them, keep their spirits alive. And and let them know, like, hey, it's going to come at some point. Uh, We don't know when that's going to be, but don't get discouraged. Don't get down on yourself and be willing to take open shots.
2: The kind of two halves nature of this game, such a difficult first half and the way you guys kind of responded. How do you assess this outing, Um, particularly the way you guys were able to kind of turn a 23-point game into uh, an eight-point game with two minutes left.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you look at it as you have to always come out with that energy and you have to always play that hard because every team in this league is really good. You can't come out even for two minutes and not play as hard as possible because, you know, as we saw tonight, you'll get yourself into a deficit and it's really hard to come back.
4: Jess, I think it's fair to say you're one of the better passers on the team. Um, when you see... Like, let's say you have, you know, the ball up top and your entry uh, pass into sill, um, like something you did a couple times tonight. Is that something that you process? Do you think about making that pass or does it just kind of naturally happen?
6: Uh, well, when you have sill down there, it's pretty easy just to chuck it at the rim, but sometimes I get in trouble for that. But um, for me, I mean, I grew up uh, playing a guard for most of my life. So I think, you know, I see the floor and I just play instinctually, which, um, you know, I try and get to the ball when she's open. Jess,
1: just, just how gratifying is it for you to to finally be, you know, at a hundred percent, you know, you're fully past your injury, you're, you're getting all the minutes you want to be able to play and, and you're playing really well. Just what has that been like for you after everything that you've been through?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it just speaks to this organization and how they stuck with me through a lot of hard times. Um, they kept me positive the whole time. And I think, you know, that's what has allowed me to get to this point. And, you know, um, Obviously, we want to win. So, I, you know, I just want to do whatever it takes for this team to win and whatever coach is asking of me now.
1: And, and we've seen the ball movement, kind of like Lucas was saying, just has been so different in the first half and the second half, kind of in, in both games is kind of flipped. Um, you know, what do you think the the ball movement does to, to help Sill specifically?
6: That's, uh, you know, that's the key to our offense is you can't stare down Sill so because everyone knows where we want to get the ball. It's not a secret, um, you know, Sill's so debatably the best player. In the league. So I think for us, you know, it's important that we get the ball moving, find so when she is open, but, you know, everyone also look for their own shots.
2: I mean, as your first game here, you showed you could rebound and pass. Uh, is your comfort with scoring uh, due to playing overseas and getting the ball in your hands a little bit more?
6: Yeah, I think, you know, when you're coming off two years of not playing basketball um you know going overseas was really important for me just to be able to get my confidence back you know uh kind of just remember you know how I play basketball again and so I think um just carrying that into this season is really important
2: where was the point or at what point in uh, when you were playing overseas this past uh, this past time did you stop thinking about your knee and just start thinking about playing
6: I think that I, you know, the whole time I was overseas, I never thought about my knee. Um, you know, I think that was also important just to be able to go over there and play. You know, I was playing 40 minutes a game, which um, just to be able to do that and, you know, just kind of remind my body, OK, you know, this is what it's like to play a high volume. And um, yeah.
2: Thanks. Okay.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Now, make Locked On NBA your second listen every day. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the NBA playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Someday, WNBA. Locked On NBA, your second listen every day. I'm Howard Meddahl. So glad you were joining us today. Make sure you're following at The Next Hoops and act Locked on WBB. Every single week, we got a show coming to you. Stay tuned tomorrow. Really looking forward to all we've got to bring to you. I'm Howard Meddahl, wishing you a wonderful night.
1: Locked On Women's Basketball your daily podcast on women's basketball part of the Locked On
2: Podcast Network your team every day